Talk Radio. Get out of my mind. Damn. They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to, to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha, to the funny farm. Oh, I love that song. I love that song. Uh, I remember, like I said, uh, riding around on my bicycle. I was like uh, 10, 11 years old. I think when that came out, I don't know, 66, probably 10, 9 or 10. I remember uh, hearing it. I think I had a transistor radio. Remember when those came out, the little Japanese transistor radios, and you had the earplug fit in one ear? And, uh, oh, that was cool. And I'm glad I grew up when I did. I know I'd like to be younger. My body's has some pains and aches, especially played basketball outdoors tonight, 85. Had some good players and um, some younger guys, 6'8", six, 6'6". Six, six. One guy played for Michigan State. And uh, some young guys in high school. Had a really good time. We played hard. We played clean. Went 4-1. and one, And I played pretty good, for uh, i got to say, for myself. I scored a couple winning baskets out of the five games. Uh, my defense was not stellar, but my man missed a lot of shots, so I was lucky. That's my best defense, hoping he misses. But uh, remember the old transistor radios? And then I had, uh, in uh, about my eighth or ninth grade year, I got a, uh, a uh, AM, well, I got it for Christmas. Uh, and I, I had the reel-to-reel tape recorder. You baby boomers will remember this. Had the reel-to-reel tape recorder. Then I got a Bigston cassette recorder with a built-in mic, and it had an, out, an external mic, too. That was cool. And uh, I used to try to uh, eavesdrop on people with my tape recorders, especially when my sister had, like, uh, uh, parties, you know, overnight parties, pajama parties and so forth, birthday parties, and try to, try to uh, interview them or just uh, find out what the girls are talking about so I can get in on it and see what's happening. I was kind of like Eddie Haskell. I think I mentioned that before, too. I was kind of like Eddie Haskell growing up. Wise-ass, pain-in-the-ass jokester. But uh, not mean in a mean way. Well, most of the time, not in a mean way. But remember the transistor radios. Those were cool. Usually took like a 9-volt battery, kind of fit right in. And then uh, I got a AM-FM shortwave radio, I think my freshman year. It was pretty big, about the size of a small computer. Uh, and and about several inches thick, had about a six-foot antenna, and I put it up. And I, I remember listening to, uh, you know, uh, BBC, and this is, of course, during the Cold War, so you could listen to um, uh, you know, the Iron Curtain, anti-Iron Curtain. I was, I was like, I wonder who has an Iron Curtain? It must be heavy. But it was just uh, the communist ring around Poland and uh, Germany and Czechoslovakia and all those countries that uh, fell in, what was it, 90, 89, 90, 88, whatever it was. And when the German wall came down and uh, Germany was reunited, then um, Poland was set free and a bunch of other countries. But uh, I remember listening to also to sh- ship-to-shore calls like... Uh, Husband and wife talking. One might be on a ship, uh, perhaps a uh, a cruise liner or a merchant marine ship, and they are calling uh, home and calling their their wives and their family. And uh, just, just as clear as a bell, you could hear it. Then you could listen to, you know, the propaganda from some of the communist uh, radio channels. 
uh, most were anti-communists, uh, BBC and Radio Free Europe and so forth. And then the stations from uh, the United States, uh, even as far away as uh, Los Angeles, New York, and I think Florida. And then Canadian channels, some of the Canadian channels broadcasting CBC. So it was pretty cool. You could even pick up some TV audio back then from a few channels. So you could actually listen to TV at night because I'd never had a TV in my room growing up. Uh, my cousin Lloyd did in Connecticut. He had a little 13-inch black and white set, and we used to watch the horror movies late at night. I can't even see what's going on in one of those 13-inch sets anymore. <laughs> even a 20-inch set is a, you know, after watching, you know, having 50-inch and 55-inch uh, HD TVs, watching a 19 or 13-inch would be like uh, really uh, trying to see a needle in a haystack. But... Uh, yeah, and then I had a walkie-talkies. I had a couple uh, GE. And they said they'd go a mile. They really didn't. Probably close to a quarter of a mile, maybe a half a mile if you were straight on, maybe over the water or something. But you could always pick up uh, signals. You could always pick up broadcasts from more powerful walkie-talkies and CBs and raid, uh, truckers. And uh, that was kind of cool. Yeah, I, I think there was Channel 14 GEs. I remember um, going into Day's Jewelry Store downtown. I'd had a, a bit of a, a windfall. I think I found a couple old coins in my grandfather's uh, uh, air, uh, cabins that he bought. And uh, I sold them and got, uh, I think, uh, I don't know, $15 a piece for them. They were $18.80 dollars. Got about $30. So I bought a set of walkie-talkies. GE walkie-talkies, and I bought myself a big movie screen, a uh, big white matte movie screen, 50 by 50 inches. And I kept that for a long time, right up through junior high, high school, even college, and even after college until I got a big, uh, bigger screen. So I had fun with that. And uh, it's not very often that you can go into a store and buy what you want, but I was able to that day. Would have liked to have bought like a Super 8 Dual 8 sound projector, but that would have been like 120 bucks and uh, that was out of that was out of my uh, range right then I had an 8 millimeter Kodak projector that the family had and that's what I used most of the time until college I bought a dual 8 and eventually 16 millimeter and super 8 sounds as the prices came down and everybody was switching to VHS and DVD so but they're they're good to have still. I still have a lot of uh, 8mm Super 8 equipment, 16mm, because many people want their home movies or instructional films or some kind of movies. They want them transferred to digital or DVD, and I'm able to do that. I haven't been done that for a while. Uh, a few years ago, I was uh, had a little side business, a friend of mine. He did the advertising, and I did the work, and we split the money, and I... Made a couple grand a year, but uh, I haven't done much of it lately. I haven't had time. I, I might do it for friends that need it, so I still have all the equipment. But I remember the good old transistor radios and walkie-talkies. I bet you had them, too, if uh, you were a kid. My friend down the street, Melvin, Melvin Ben was his man name. Melvin, if you're out there, hello. Melvin was a year ahead of me in school, smart kid, not very athletic, but uh, he was into uh, chess and I'd like to have a variety of friends. I didn't have to hang out with other guys that were athletes. Didn't have to be athletic. I, I like friends from all different 
typed. Actually, even when I graduated from college, I had to go get uh, 10 recommendations for teaching. And um, so uh, one of my, my college basketball coach, Leroy Marquis, he said, you know, that I was always trying to improve myself and that I was able to make friends with uh, a wide variety of people. And it's like, if you're friendly and you're a good person, then you can be my friend. Won't you be my neighbor? They're making a Mr. Rogers movie, but that's a whole other topic. But uh, so this is the Toxic Wise Ass Show, by the way, here on Renegade Talk Radio. And uh, the weather's kind of cooled off. Everybody ran out and got uh, air conditioners. I did not because I know my northern Maine. I know my northeastern Maine. And it's 100 one day, and two days later it was 48. There's actually a little bit of frost on my window. Yes. It might have been even lower, like 42, I don't know. But it got cold. They had to shut the windows. So that's how it goes up here in the great northeast, the USA, New England, Maine. So, um, you know, you need heat up here. You know, you need heat more than you'll need uh, air conditioning, that's for sure, whether it's in your car or in your house. But uh, I bet you if you're a baby boomer, if you're born in the 50s or 60s, um, you had walkie-talkies, tape recorders, the reel-to-reel tape recorders. You used to have to go to the Western Auto and buy the little 50-foot reels or 100-foot reels of uh, tape recording. Then I switched over to the cassette. was a lot easier and walkie-talkies, shortwave radios, AM, FM, with earplugs so you could jam and listen to music at night. Yes, sir, if, you've, if you're a baby boomer, I'm sure you had all that. I mean, well, I didn't have a, my family didn't have a lot of money, but Christmas time and other times I was able to afford um, a lot of these uh, pleasurable items. Not all of them, but, uh, and then I always had friends that had them. If I didn't have it, maybe a couple of my friends had some things that I didn't have that were cool. That was always good, like walkie-talkies or fancy radio or fancy stereo. So, well, this is the Toxic Wise-Ass Show, and I want to thank you for listening. We're going to try to hopefully make you laugh at least a few times during this show to make the day better. I don't want to talk about really politics or politicians, So, um, although I'd like to make fun of all of them. That's what I do. But whatever you are, I'm kind of a libertarian, and uh, I uh, kind of like to vote for the person. But if you're a, a religious person or not religious or Republican, Democrat, I'd, I've been able to make friends from all different backgrounds and find common ground, even with Yankee fans. So this is the Toxic Wise Ass Show here on Renegade Talk Radio. Thanks for listening. we got much more coming up. Well, I think everybody survived the 4th of July celebration fireworks without uh, blowing off too many fingers or toes or uh, your head, unfortunately, maybe. But, uh, you know, I was just thinking, I said, you know, it seems like the 4th of July comes, that summer is about halfway over. And ironically, or non-ironically, summer starts, what, June 21st or 22nd? So actually, the 4th of July is only about, what, 12 to 15, 12, 13, 14 days, not even two weeks after the actual official beginning of summer. I often forget that summer lasts until September 22nd, but the, the trees can start to turn up here in the great northeast in New England, especially the northern part. They turn first. They can start to turn and, and turn red and 
and brown and all those beautiful colors, which means winter is coming, they can start to turn in end of August. I've seen them turn in the middle of August before. We've had cold streaks, but you never know. Uh, you just never know with the weather. But glad everybody survived the fourth. I want to talk about uh, a couple quick movie reviews. Like I've said, there's uh, some bad movies out there. You got to be careful. Um, watch one called, well, I watched The Book Club with uh, uh, older ladies in it. Uh, Diane Keaton, Jane Fonda. Not really a big fan of all those people. I, I did like Diane Keaton in the Woody Allen movies. Diane was a great actress. We, we made a great pair, her and Woody Allen, yeah. Old Purvis J. Allen. Um, I did like his movies. They were kind of, uh, I don't know, existential movies. You had to you had to be a fan, you know. His movies were were uh, kind of like, he was kind of like the modern-day Groucho Marx, you know, so you kind of had to follow his wise-ass, <laughs> speaking of wise-ass, his wise-ass remarks closely as he made them. But, uh, you know, the movie was kind of cute. It's about older ladies talking about love life, sex, dating, and business and all that. I give it a C plus, eh, close to a B minus. It's worth seeing, that's for sure. There's a couple bad movies out there. There's one called Horror and Hamsters. I think it was made on a video camera, uh, you know, a camera phone. Uh, there's also Ant-Man and the Wasp, which was really good. I enjoyed it. Now, I'm a classic guy. I, you know, Batman, the original Batman and Robin, Superman with George Reeves from the 50s. Remember when they turned that into color, I used to run down to the jewelry store, Dave's Jewelry Store, because we didn't at that time have a color TV, so I would watch it through the window as it was in color. Oh, God, that was magnificent. Imagine that, being impressed just by a color TV. <laughs> now they have 100-inch TVs that are, you know, super high-def, 3D, Curve around, CinemaScope, Everett, you name it. But anyways, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp was good. Had some twists in it. Uh, the action, the cinematography was great. Uh, Paul Rudd, as usual. I've seen him in about ten movies. <laughs> and they were all good. From the, the, the catcher who was a spy about Moberg, uh, the Red Sox catcher during World War II. And he was in some other comedies. So, um... I would give those two movies, I would give, oh, Ant-Man gets a B-plus for sure. And I would see that if you have a chance. And um, so it's uh, two good movies, two pretty good movies to watch. One a comedy and one a, a uh, kind of sci-fi upbeat comedy. A lot, of, a lot of action in it. So I would definitely recommend those two if you have a chance to go out to the theater. Or they come across uh, in the red box, blue box, whatever it is, or... Uh, on demand or wherever you watch your movies they're definitely worth seeing so and that's a quick movie review here on the toxic wise that show on renegade talk radio hope you're having a great summer we try to make you laugh a little bit at least every show hope we give you at least a giggle because a giggle is a, a giggle bite a laugh a day will keep the doctor away you just need one folks you just need one laugh a day Wow.
your eye like a pig of beans and pie. That's more. Oh, I love Dean Martin. Oh, people used to say my dad looked like Dean Martin. He uh, certainly could keep up with them in the uh, drinking department, I'm quite sure. My dad loved his, uh, his drinks. But uh, he, uh, yeah, he kind of did look like Dean Martin. Even my, my younger cousin said, Hey, I know who you are. You're Dean Martin once <laughs> at a party. <laughs> he, he got all excited. That party was in Connecticut at my cousin Lloyd's house in East Granby, Connecticut. Anybody from East Granby? area out there. I heard this song tonight and I thought I just had to talk about it. I, I, I really, as a kid, loved the Three Stooges, Laurel and Hardy, Marx Brothers, but I think Martin and Lewis were my favorite. It was so sad when they broke up. But uh, yeah, they made some good and funny movies. They used to say that when Dean, as good as his singing was, us, we kids, we weren't interested in singing. That he, when he used to sing in the movies, kids got up to go get, to the, go to the bathroom or go get popcorn or soda or candy. Uh, they just wanted to see Jerry Lewis act the fool, which is what I wanted to see. And I loved uh, going to the movies and watching it on TV, you know, as a kid, and then watching it now, uh, you know, on DVDs and online, you know, YouTube. So. Yeah, the good old Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Rat Pack. I was part of a, a Rat Pack show in Los Angeles. Uh, we did, uh, I guess you'd call it a takeoff uh, on the Rat Rat Pack, although we didn't go by the names Jerry Lewis and uh, Dean Martin, but uh, we kind of in, in, inferred that that's who we were. Uh, I didn't play any of the main characters. I, I played a character called Buzzy Green. I was like a bouncer, because I'm about 6'3", 240. And I, I come up and tell some jokes and do some impressions and get the crowd loosened up. And uh, we had a band, and we performed live once outside for, I don't know, five or 600 people. It was fun. We did it for about a year on Saturday night at a place called Michelli's in uh, Hollywood, uh, famous, very famous, old time, probably from the 30s and 40s, Italiano restaurant in Los Angeles, well, Hollywood, uh, right beside uh, Hollywood Boulevard, in between Hollywood Boulevard and Sunset Boulevard. Did that show for almost two years, I think, every Saturday night, and did comedy shows Friday and Thursdays nights, whenever you could. You're going up against a lot of competition in, in New York, but especially in Los Angeles. I would go out for audition as I'm sitting beside guys I've seen on TV. I'm going for the same commercial they are. It's like trying out for a basketball team and you're sitting there and you're looking at LeBron James and you know Michael Jordan sitting beside you. It's like, oh, this is gonna be tough. But it was an experience. It surely was, but I love, uh, I love me some Dean Martin, as they say, and Jerry Lewis. Just a thought here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show, trying to bring you again some uh, some good news in the face of bad news. So, hey folks, I got one uh, movie to talk about. Uh, yeah, movie review, quick one. Uh, it's called uh, The Legend of the White-Tailed Deer, and uh, it's. No, James Brolin usually doesn't do comedy, uh, but there's Danny McBride, 
and uh, some others. I always liked Danny McBride. He did some offbeat comedy shorts and TV shows. He was in a lot of those movies like uh, At Grandma's House and just um, just some odd movies. But he was always funny in it. He was, and he's no, and he's just a natural funny guy, I think. Danny McBride and Josh Brolin. You know, usually the last movie I saw him in, he was uh, it was about firefighters and they all got killed. True story, uh, in Montana or Wyoming, and that was a good movie. But he usually plays, you know. But in this movie, it's a comedy. It's about a son who's who's uh, split with his uh, wife, and he's going uh, and the, and the dad wants to take him out on a hunting trip. The dad's uh, got his own show on TV about hunting. And his buddy Danny McBride helps him out, and uh, they so they they get the four wheelers. They get, uh, of course, it's a little um, not true to uh, specifications specifics, I would say, because they go out hunting with four wheelers, and I think you're allowed to do that in most states, but you're not allowed to ride and shoot on them. They go out with no uh, fluorescent orange. They're covered in khaki and camouflage. And then here in this state, in New England mostly, it's illegal. You have to have uh, red or orange on or you'll be shot. It happens anyway. So, And then uh, they take a, an M16 hunting with them with a fully 30-round clip. You're not allowed to do that. So, uh, But they take a bunch of guns with them, and they're, they're hunting the white-tailed deer, and they're going for miles and miles in the wilderness and a bunch of stuff. The son is kind of offbeat. He, he doesn't really, he's not really into hunting, but he's going to make his dad happy. And uh, you you have to see it. The Legacy of the White-Tailed Deer Hunter. And uh, again, with James Brolin and Danny McBride, who I always thought was way, way underrated. The guy is funny. He's a natural. And I won't give too much away. And it kind of reminds me of the hunting days when I was a kid. And at a, yeah, yeah, about 13, 14, 15, I go out, my cousin Lloyd, uh, God bless his soul, he's a few years, a year and a half behind me, I think, two years. And we're out to camp, and this is before the, uh, of course, if you don't have uh, Wi-Fi, you know, 10, 15 miles off of Main Road, you're, you know, this was up in Monticello, Maine. I mean, probably 30 or 40 miles in the woods with, with just a... a, a, a a brook, a pretty good-sized brook, because in the summer there was fish. You could fish trout. But in the winter, it was long trails. It was a long ways in. You hardly ever saw anyone else. It was just a long haul in. You had to do it with a pickup. And uh, we'd take uh, snowmobiles. I didn't have any snowmobiles, uh, personally, or my uh, immediate family. But we knew people that did, and they brought them. And we'd go to camp. We'd take Jiffy Pop. And you could take an AM, FM radio. You could get some some signals, especially at night. But you get bored, the batteries wear out. You're out there for like a week sometimes. Gets cold at, uh, you know, the, the, it's got a great big wood stove and everything gets warm during the night. Oh, it's nice, the guys are playing cards. My family, my grandpas, and my uncles are all, and sometimes my dad would come up and visit, although my parents were divorced, he'd come up to go to camp with us. And uh, they were all kind of boozed up. They'd have cases and cases of whiskey and um, beer outside. And, of course, my cousin Lloyd and I would get into that, get on the snowmobiles, take a little ride out, have a few drinks. You never saw anybody, really. And I never shot anything. I used, we used to set up bottles and shoot them with a 410 shotgun and a 30-30. And, uh, 
I just never really wanted to kill anything. I just like target shooting. But uh, we had some really good adventures. And uh, one night we were, my cousin Lloyd and I, we were up by the bunks. It was like eight bunks. And um, so uh, we were up by a couple bunks. And, and it was the, the kerosene was going. The wood stove was just a crackling. It was about 80 degrees in there. It was warm. And my cousin says, a W-R, what's that mean? Someone carved that in there. I said, but it looks at this place, it was Willard the Rat. <laughs> and, oh, that got us in trouble. Uh, I think some of the people were losing at the table in poker, and they weren't amused with us giggling. And we, you know, start burping and farting. And they kicked us out. They told us to go for a ride. So we, we went for a ride to the snowmobiles out in the middle of nowhere and took some beers with us. I just took a few drinks, you know. Uh, they had so many, they never knew what was going on. But uh, we had some good adventures. Uh, I did realize, however, that I'm more of a Hilton Gardens guy. I'm not really into camping. And I'm certainly not into freezing my ass because once that fire died out in the big stove and nobody went to put more wood into it, it got freezing. Oh, wind outside howling, sometimes snow. You know, this is uh, around Thanksgiving, so we might not have any snow, but usually we had snow because we'd be out snowmobiling. So, you know, it was really cold, and you, you know, you go to bed with your pants and your socks on and everything, you cut, and you have you know, all these wool blankets, and uh, oh man, you get up and it's like, somebody put some friggin' wood in that fire, and so finally somebody would get up and start uh, the wood stove going and everything would get warm again. But, uh, you got to see this movie. It just reminded me of so much of... Uh, they didn't actually didn't go to a camp. They are out in the middle of the wilderness, but uh, it did remind me of that. And uh, so you make sure you see this. It's called uh, Legacy of the White-Tailed Deer Hunter, and it's out. It's probably you can get it in the, the red box or online someplace or uh, cable on demand or dish or whatever. But uh, make sure you see it. It was really funny. Yeah, you're going to laugh pretty much uh, all the way through it at something. There's a bunch of strange things that happen. and um, It's uh, a little offbeat, but it is worth seeing, and it's worth having a good laugh. You know, we need some more comedies out there. Ah, we're going to try to make you laugh here on the Toxic Wise Show here on Renegade Talk Radio, your plus best place for talk radio. And some good news uh, on the uh, front. Uh, they've got all those... Uh, students, all those children soccer players and from Thailand, uh, finally out of that cave. I I don't know how how do you even get into a cave? How'd that even happen? I I don't know. They never really explained it. <clears throat> but they finally got them all out and it didn't look good for a while. Uh the Thai Navy lost one of their uh soldiers, one of their uh SEALs. Uh, he ran out of oxygen trying to help. That was sad. But at least the good news is all the kids are safe and the coaches and uh, they worked really hard to get them out of there. And um, we are glad that they are all okay, um, as far as I know. I mean, some had to be hospitalized, but uh, I think they're okay. And, you know, with the news, and you know I'm an independent, and, you know, Fox has a tendency to pick up for Trump, and the other ones have a tendency to tear him down. But... Um, they're all stuck on Russia and defending Trump, and then they're stuck on Russia, 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 and then the the immigration thing. I mean, what's going on in Iraq? What's going on in Syria? What's going on in Afghanistan? We have no idea. 
We, what's going on with Israel and the Palestinians? We have no idea. Because there's 50 news channels and none of them talk about anything but Russia, immigration, and Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. Trump is good, Trump is bad, blah, 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 blah. Uh, what happened to Walter Cronkite? Walter Cronkite here. I used to give the news like it was. Now all these crybaby bitches, all they can do is talk about one thing. Back in my day, we gave all the news, and we did it without prejudice. That's right, Walter, you did. Huntley, Brinkley, Walter Cronkite, all the pioneers, uh, they gave the news, and they gave it, and they tell us, I, I think I knew more what was going on in the 60s and 70s and 80s than you do now, even with the Internet and Wi-Fi and 50 cable channels and 100 news networks and blogs. They all talk about the same thing. It's like turning the channel, 150 channels, and every show is a zombie movie. Oh, okay, zombie movies, a Walking Dead, that's a good series. Uh, I'll watch it sometimes. But I don't want to see it on every channel, nor a cooking channel or a Western on every channel. You get these channels, you get these packages because you want variety. I want to know the news of the world. I guess watching PBS or BBC, maybe Canadian news, I get more information on what's going on in the world. They don't talk about our casualties. They don't talk about uh, uh, what's going on with Iraq and Iran and Syria. Are they still poisoning them? Are they still rebels? How, what's going on? We don't know. What's going on with Turkey and the Kurds? We don't know. It's just kind of really sad and, and, uh, and unfortunately that we can't have a, I guess there has to be an independent news channel, one that doesn't care what, they do it just reports what's going on that's what we need unfortunately and we I, I don't see it um, it's too much too much back and forth same with Twitter that's why I don't get on Twitter I'm not getting any Twitter even on Facebook you say fart someone says blue you say green they say white I mean I, I try to stay as non-political as I can because I don't like politicians anyway, but uh, I do love my country. That is for sure. We do. We all do here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show and Renegade Talk Radio. Hey, a uh, quick uh, note here. I just watched a documentary, and uh, you can get it probably on Netflix or uh, on demand, cable on demand, satellite on demand, or online somewheres. And it, uh, it was called uh, The Queen of Horses. And it's about a town or city, Dixon, Illinois, where Ronald Reagan was born. Well, uh, that's where I was born. Okay. okay, well, I used to call Ronald Reagan. And I liked Ronald Reagan. Uh, Ronald Reagan, because he always talked about going into space. We need to find that Martian, Marvin the Martian, and blow his green ass all apart. Well, uh, oh my. Well, anyways... It's called the Queen of Horses, and it's about Dixon, Illinois, about 14,000 people, give or take. And for 20 years, from like 1981 to 2012, or uh, 20 years or more, 22 years, something like that, they had a woman, Rita Cromwell, who embezzled in that time period, uh, 22, 23 years, something like that, I'm not sure, uh, over $53 million. Yeah. Imagine that, uh, a town or city of, I guess, uh, 13,000 
you can call yourself a city even if you got five or six thousand people but uh i i don't know why but anyways uh so it took them a while but some paperwork came in and they started looking at it and they called the fbi and the fbi calls in their forensic uh documentation people and uh accountants and they discover oh she's been going to town oh man this bitch has been at it and uh she was buying like trailers and horses and diamonds and jewelry she owned uh horse farms she owned like two or three hundred horses some worth as much as uh seven hundred thousand dollars quarter horses race horses breeding horses oh man she she had specially made saddles for fourteen fifteen thousand dollars diamonds jewelry gold this gold that two or three homes I mean, they were still trying to figure out what the hell was going on and how much she actually bought. But uh, they caught her, and the biatch got 20 years in prison, 19 years in prison, and they fined her uh, $100 million, $53 million for the, what she took, which they're trying to recoup, and another $53 million as a fine, which she will never be able to pay. It will take 100,000 years to pay. She'll never pay that off. So they're drastically trying to get recoup out of the 53 million that was stolen over 20 something years. And uh, so they had to auction and they sold uh, uh, horses and equipment and jewels and whatever they could, properties. Uh, she had a uh, specially made trailer and she had like a Winnebago special uh, motor coach that was worth uh, almost a million dollars, a million and a half. Can you imagine that? A million and a half dollar motor coach. I mean, was have diamond, di diamond tires, diamond studded tires. Um, I mean, I'd be. I'd, and listen, it'll probably never happen, but I'd love to have a million dollar home. But uh, a million and a half dollar motor coach. Wow, that is uh, impressive. So she got 20 years. She tried to. She tried to appeal it, but it didn't go through. So. Um, she's going to win the time. But if you get a chance to watch it, it's pretty interesting. It's just kind of amazing how they, uh, how they, um, caught her. And, uh, she was, uh, had all these films and videos of herself going to these, uh, horse shows and all over Oklahoma, Wyoming, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, with her diamonds and her gold-studded hat and her cowboy uh, outfits on and uh, uh, giving interviews. Oh yes, my horse, he's a special horse because I stole the money to get him. I mean, what, what did I just say? But anyways, they caught her and uh, she got, uh, like I said, 20 years, 19 years, something. And uh, so that's it for her. But if you get a chance to see it, it's called uh, All the Queen's Horses. And uh, I, I, I must have heard of it at one time because it wasn't that long ago that she went to prison, 2012. And um, it kind of all happened quick because she, once caught, she might as well fess up. She fessed right up, confessed. And I am a little surprised she got 20 years. Maybe she'll be out in 10. I don't know. But uh, she ain't the queen no more. But get a chance to see it if you can.
Uh, on quick sports note, the Yankees and Red Sox are right neck to neck. The uh, Red Sox have won 66 and 29 games, and the Yankees are right behind them, like at 61 and 34, something like that. I mean, both those teams are projected to win over 100 games, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, we're coming up on the All-Star break pretty soon. Um, I'm never really too crazy about watching All-Star games. Not even my beloved sport, basketball, will I watch much of that. I did watch it because they did it a little differently. When you do something a little differently, you kind of gain a new crowd and you gain some interest in it. So I, I, I may watch parts of it. I hardly ever watch a whole All-Star game. So, And uh, so that's uh, the latest on uh, quick... Uh, TV show review. I wouldn't call it a movie. It wasn't a movie, but it's well worth watching. That's for sure. Here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show on Renegade Talk Radio. Well, 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 I got uh, I got a couple movie reviews for you. Um, actually, three. Uh, Skyscraper with uh, is The Rock, they call him. Dwayne Johnson. Uh, he fights, uh, in every movie, he fights monsters and uh, dinosaurs and giant apes and bad guys just about everything now he's battling a skyscraper saw it it's a good it's a good movie uh predictable fairly predictable and for that reason i give it a b but it's worth seeing it's out in theaters now and then there's a couple other movies uh one called how it ends with forrest whitaker and it's a really good it's a it's a kind of a it's a sci-fi movie but it could happen it's one of those things that could happen i won't give you the details i won't give you i won't uh, uh tell you the it, the meat of the story so to say give away the whole thing but it's uh starts out uh, you know normal and then turns very strange but it's kind of a quest a journey of these people trying to find relatives in what seems to be, could be a nuclear war, could be a, a hur hurricanes, could be tornadoes, could be earthquakes, uh, could be all kind. could be aliens. You don't really know. And uh, you don't really even know till the end. And then you're not even sure, even though it kind of tells you what's kind of going on. Uh, so how it, how it ends is what it's called. I think it's uh, on Netflix. And you can probably get it in the red box, I assume, or d on demand from your cable company or your satellite company. And I give that a B plus because it's a it's it's really different. You know, you can only make so many disaster movies with zombies and viruses, UFOs, natural disasters, um, bad guys, and, or all of the above, vampires, whatever, dark days. So. It's uh, it's tough to come up with a different twist every time, and uh, they managed to do it. And it was well worth seeing, w w a good movie. Uh, another movie with uh, Keanu Reeves is called Siberia, and I give that a C plus. Uh, it has action, then it uh, then it winds down and gets kind of slow, and then it winds up again. But it's different too, and uh, I give it a C plus. Uh, I always liked his movies, but um, he's made a few that have kind of been the clinkers. Um, this one's all right. Worth seeing if you can if you can see it, uh, rent it. I wouldn't go to the theater to see it, 
I would wait for it to come out uh, online or on demand or in the red box or some such thing, and then I would see it. So those are uh, three late movie reviews, and by the by, the Red Sox finally lost a game. They're 66-30. and 30. Be going a uh, few more games before they go into the All-Star break. Uh, the Yankees are trading along right behind them, two or three games behind them. The Yankees seem to be, you watch a game, they're like, oh, they're losing 7-2, to 7-3, then in the end they win 8-7 to seven or something. They have blown a few games, the Yankees, and uh, so I think it's all going to come down to, you know, who's healthiest at the end, the, who's got the pitching going and who can stay the healthiest if, uh, you know, the big players uh, on each team don't get hurt. And then you got Houston is really good. I wish they were back in the National League. They're a pain in the ass. They're good, too. So uh, we're coming up to the All-Star break, and that really means summer's about half over. But we've had some really good days. We actually need some rain up here in the Northeast. been rather dry. We get a rainstorm, and it lasts the whole day, and then we get like five or six days of sunshine. What I really like, and this is what I liked when I lived in Hollywood, uh, Los Angeles, California, um, what I liked is it used to rain at night. It always seemed to rain at night. It never seemed to rain during the day. It would pour and pour and come down in buckets at night and as if to uh, clean off the smelly urinated streets of parts of Hollywood that were really smelly. And uh, But anyways, the rain would come down at night and uh, the next day it would be sunny and dry it all off. That's what I like. Rainy days, rainy nights. I love the rainy nights. Rainy nights and sunny days. Can't beat it. I mean, you don't want it to rain every night, but uh, it's uh, always soothing to hear the rain, especially in the summertime at night, and then uh, the next day, sun comes out and dries and warms everything up. And the ducks at the duck pond, of course, quack, 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 they need their water. And the streams here and lakes are getting a little, well, we had rain about four or five days ago, but we do need some more. The whole northeast needs some more. I hate to say that because sometimes when it rains, it doesn't stop up here. I remember hearing a truck driver come up. I think he was from North Carolina, South Carolina. He was at the bar uh, hotel that I was uh, swimming at as a health club. And he said, you know, every time I come up here, it seems like it rains all summer and it snows all winter, which it can seem like that. But uh, we certainly got to appreciate our nice days up here in the great northeast. Here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show on Renegade Talk Radio. Remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk? Well, you going berserk. Well, that's the end of our show here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show. I'm your host, Mark Chaplin. That's M-A-R-K-C-H-A-P-L-A-N. And they are coming to take me away. Well, not yet. Someday, maybe. I don't know. As long as they have uh, three square meal snacks and cable TV with a big big HD screen, I'll be okay with that, folks. Uh, but anyways, thanks for tuning in. Try to bring you at least one laugh every show. Hope you laughed at least once. Because a laugh a day will keep the doctor away. Laughter is good for the body, the mind, the spirit, the soul, everything. 
but then again, you can't laugh all the time, or you'll, they will be coming to take you away. So this is the Toxic Wise Ass Show with your host, Mark Chaplin, here on the best for talk radio, Renegade Talk Radio, from Las Vegas, Nevada. Thanks for tuning in. I'm actually talking from the great northeast, the state of Maine, New England, eastern coast, USA. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next show. kind, unselfish, loving deeds. Huh? Well, you just wait. They'll find you yet. And when they do, they'll put you in the ASPCA, you mangy mutt. And they're coming to take me away. Ha ha. They're coming to take me away. Ho ho. He he. Ha ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men.